Welcome to the ODA Magazine podcast series. We at ODA wanted to give you the opportunity to dive even deeper into the worlds of the people we get to spend time with. By creating podcasts featuring conversations with creatives and entrepreneurs in all different areas of artistry. From designers, curators, and actors, to philanthropists, models, singers, and photographers. The one through line for each of the podcasts in this series is that they highlight the work of individuals from around the world who participate in and nourish culture and the conversations they inspire. Our guests discuss how they see the future, hopefully one filled with diversity, equality, understanding, and of course, passion. ODA is a platform where self-expression, imagination, and dreams are brought to the next level and shared with those looking to be inspired. Barrier Breakers, Miss Fame, and Pat Buguslowski are not letting anyone define who they are and what they can do. Miss Fame turned his time on the reality show RuPaul's Drag Race into a stepping stone for an expansive career that includes everything from modeling and music to television host and makeup artist. Using his fame to advocate for the LGBTQIA community and present to the world another vision of beauty. Beauty, too, is at the heart of what Pat does as a movement director for fashion houses like Maison Margiela, Hermes, and Cis Margent. He transforms models into characters that vibrate with life and telegraph a message that penetrates much deeper than the sartorial surface. Hi, Pat. It's Miss Fame. How are you doing? Hello, Miss Fame. Nice to see Long time ago. Yeah, it's been about a year and a half, I think, since the last time we worked together, the first time we actually met in London. Yes, it was in London. And, uh, yeah, Charlotte Tilbury campaign, Joan Collins was there, an iconic moment. And uh, have you ever worked with Joan Collins before? Never. But to be honest, I was super nervous. I was super stressed to meet her. I yeah. was freaking out that day, but she was fantastic. She was, she was super professional. She was just, Extremely. I think, incredible to be around, you know, like you get to yeah, yeah. meet those sort of icons those days, you know? And the ability that she's um, staying in this on factor and keeping it, what you see and the idea of what you, who you think she is is actually real. Yes. It's a bit uh, drama and a bit of, um, she knows exactly what she's doing and she's very commanding, extremely confident. And she's definitely intimidating if you don't know her. I, I didn't know her, so I gave her her mm. space. And I had my makeup station on the second floor where we filmed the group shot where we were dancing for the Fountain. I remember. And she was with her a stint that she had with this man. And they were near my makeup station. And she started saying, is this your makeup? And she dipped into my brushes and went to my blush and started touching up her own makeup with all my stuff. Amazing. So it was a bit of a, a moment for us to bridge mm. the gap because she was doing what she wants to do. And then we started talking and she asked me a few questions about if I'm wearing a corset or, or whatever. But it was really uh, organic and she bridged the gap because I, I honestly would have given her all the space she needed because she is such an icon. I don't like to make people feel um yeah, 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 yeah. Like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen organically. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I remember that was the first time when I actually met you because I never, never seen RuPaul with you before. Good. So that was the very first time when I got to know you, and I remember I was fascinated by you. Your yeah. look, your makeup, you were just incredible, and the way you were moving, and you were super professional and super kind to everybody. And I remember we decided to like swap Instagrams and numbers yeah. and stay in touch because there was um, a few people I was I wanted you to 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 meet. I think there was yeah. Ali. Um, yeah, so... Um, oh, yeah, that's why I, I've now connected to Ali in, um, in London, who's worked on... He recently worked on, in the last year, Miss Fame Beauty campaigns. So I brought him to my own private launch. And then we did uh, London Fashion Week the last time I was there before COVID. Oh, wow. So he's an editorial, etc. So we've gotten uh, connected because of you. So thank you for that. And also... Oh, no, of course. We meet today so we could be here to do this interview and get... To, to basically catch up, to reflect and catch up. I know. Wonderful. I know. We basically now only allowed to do Zooms these days. You can't meet in the person, go for a coffee or just go out, which is super have strange. Teaching or directing motion through Zoom? How, how have you been <clears> working <throat> during uh, COVID and having all these restrictions? Um, well, 
I remember the first lockdown was pretty, pretty awkward because there was yeah. a lot of brands coming to me and asking me if I wanted to do my work by Zoom. And I it's just so couldn't weird. do it. I just couldn't do it. I had to come project and work with people on set. Yeah. So directing someone through my laptop was just impossible for me mentally. I just couldn't just, I just couldn't like do it. I just didn't feel like that was the right thing to do. But, I um, and I agree, it's so challenging. Uh, when COVID so yes. was happening in New York it, around February, having that point on, a lot of uh, fashion magazines were reaching out to content creators, artists, models to say, hey, we're going to be doing everything mm -hmm. from, from home. So I did way uh, from home. I did I I did things that I was supposed to be doing at Cannes, but I was doing it from home. And it was like it's so detached. The, the sense. But you were like taking pictures of yourself, like you had to photograph yourself. Well, this too. I did I, I did a lot of digital covers, mm -hmm. um, and it yes, and content and talking about skincare and different different editorials. I won't say here because we're with Oda, and I don't want to. You know, have any issues with that? Yeah, but yeah. I just want to, to just say that it was changing the dialogue and trying to adapt. And I and I like the historical kind of fashion from the '90s, where there's a there's a, a sense of energy. Models were captivating, and where designers were, and you know, not to say they're not now, but there's a sense of anybody can become famous. Anybody that has social media can then yeah. post post content and it gets likes and then they're there versus maybe historically you had to be as good in person at, in order to get booked. You had to have the personality, the look, uh, the, there had to be so many moving parts for you to be one of the top people in the industry where now people can work only from their phone before we had COVID and build a relationship with an audience that's strictly digital. For me, my work, and I know you'll relate, is better in person. I, I'm better in person. I'm more exciting. It's more about beauty. It's about sitting with people yeah. and going, oh, that looks as good in real life. I mean, that's why I shoot beauty campaigns. It's not yeah. every artist of my type that's going and crossing from a drag performance background and going into beauty. And it's important Absolutely, that we transcend, yeah. you know? But with and motion, remember the day, yeah, remember the day we met, there was like, yes. 50 or 100 people on set. There was about maybe 20, 30 models. Yeah. I'm not even talking about the rest of the team, but the set was like literally full of people. And now these days, it's like you, I think the first lockdown, I think, sorry, after the first lockdown, when I was booked to do a campaign, there was only allowed to be a photographer, his assistant, stylist, makeup, hair, no assistant, and yeah. me. It was about six, seven people on set. I felt like we were back in nineties, which was yeah, quite simple but effective. When simple, you do yes. get back to set, things are getting done, and I think people are so hungry. Like I'm, you know, when you're there, you're ready to create again. It's like the activation. And I will tell you, this is mm. something I've talked about internally with friends. I'm sure you'll relate. Is that sense of there was a feeling of what will it feel like to go back? Did it ever really matter? And who am I without my audience who am i without the engagement of humanity like to or human exchange you need to be eye to eye and to feel the energy of a human being there's something so yeah. to be together and when i recently had i'm in paris right now and i've been able to create editorial we're getting to talk today as a result I'm, i'll be shooting editorial after this and in a couple of days again um, and working, and I just uh, was shooting a campaign a couple of days ago, and this is the, the first time where there's a real momentum, a week of consistent content, and I feel re reinvigorated and, and charged again to do this, and Amazing. I'm reminded of why I do this, and the importance of visibility and sharing diversity within beauty and fashion, because I'm reminded that my existence is, is important, and it matters, and it's valuable for the industries I'm I've chosen to be in and have been accepted, accepted and celebrated to be in. How are you, um, when was the, the last time you were able to work within these restrictions and did you feel re-inspired? Well, um, the life, I mean, basically I remember, I think I was one of the first ones from my agency 
to start shooting just right after the first lockdown. Yeah, because I remember we were in a lockdown from March, um, April, May, and I think I did my first thing for a big brand just end of the May, that May in 2020. And it felt super strange to be back with people, like super strange. But I, you know what? I started appreciate, appreciating my job definitely uh, much more because I got super used to this, you know? Like it became such a normal thing just to have this privilege to travel and meet so many people and be able just to do anything you want. So now when I get to travel or even if I can go on set and meet other humans, I just, I just feel so grateful, you know, and I feel so thankful to, to be able to do this. But before I wasn't really thinking about it in that way, you know, obviously when I started doing my job, I was, you know, appreciating everything, but then you just get used to this and you forget how lucky you are. You know? Yeah, a huge sense of great gratitude. I think my mm. takeaway is that I really appreciate creating art. I love it. It makes me feel alive. It makes me have a sense of purpose. Uh, I'm grateful for the fact that these last days I've been able to spend time. You know, we have we have to do so many precautions. You have to test in advance mm. before you travel. Um, you have to make sure that there's certain quarantines in certain uh, countries. And you know, the yes. last couple of weeks have been different. But what what I would, you're, are you, you're Italian, yeah? Sorry? Are you Italian? No, I was born what in Poland. You? Poland, okay. Poland, I'm, yes. Sorry, I was just going to say. No, Poland, everyone thinks that I'm swear. Italian, I don't know why. Maybe I think look. we just have that kind of swag. <laughs> but I love Italian, so <laughs> I'm into it. But I, I don't know, is your culture very affectionate? Would you say people kiss kiss? You know how it is in Paris and in Italy. People are all over each other. I don't, think so. I don't think I don't think so. this way. No. I think you're a warm person. You have a I am. Warm I, am. I, am. I am because I think I think you know I left Poland when I was super young. I was I think I was about yeah. um, 17 years old when I came to London to study dance. So I was around dancers every day. Yeah. And dancers are very touchy, you know, for us. Oh, I bless you. I'm just pushing a button. Okay, we should be back. There we go. So I was around dancers all the time, and dancers are very touchy. So for us, it's not a problem yeah. to kiss somebody, to hack somebody, you know. So um, yeah, answering your question for me definitely is a big problem not to have. No, yeah, I feel I feel sometimes yeah I feel I feel lonely you know I miss my friends I miss my family you know it's a big it's a big it's a big it's a big problem you know but um, I think the first lockdown definitely was great for me because I've been traveling so much with work and I've been meeting so many people. And sometimes you get lost, you know, you don't know who you are anymore because you give so much, you know, me doing my job, I had to give so much energy to models or celebrities and kind of make, you know, make people come together and understand each other. And, um, and then I kind of feel um, super exhausted at the end, super exhausted. So for me, the first lockdown was just super special because... I've decided that I don't want to think about work at all. I don't know about you, but I I just didn't I just didn't want to be creative at all in that yeah. sense that I'm like oh thinking about my next project or trying to kind of come up with some new ideas. I just didn't want to do it. I just decided to focus on myself and just to like meditate, do yoga, change my diet, and just reset completely. How it looks stunning. Oh, thank well, you, you know, too. Thank you. I, I had moments where I was really on top of everything and feeling really good. And I was actually accepting the fact that the break was there. And I thought, this is a bigger picture. There's a, there's a reason. And maybe the planet needs to recharge and the waters need to clear and the skies need to clear. Yes. All of that, let, let nature restore itself. And there were so many changes that we were seeing just from watching the world kind of take a pause with air traffic and ground traffic. 
in the consumption of the world because of people. And watching that, I thought, okay, this, these are some good things. If we could take breaks like this and allow the planet to breathe again, it would probably be very helpful. But um, I, I took moments to breathe myself. I took moments to say no. Yeah. I took moments to think about what I love about my work and also to reflect on the history. I, I looked back at the things I had done. I thought, am I as important or will I still be able to have captivation or be memorable, even if I'm not producing like I was over the course of the last six years or the last 10 years, specifically because this is where there were so many breakthroughs with my, with my work. And mm. I started to realize the quality over quantity aspect that I will rather produce things one at a time, fully dedicated, all energy in, skin perfected, time invested, so that I feel seamless. And I've, and I've done this throughout my career. I've opted to do what I want, not to do what was expected of me. I, I tried that and I didn't, I can't work this way. When people have an idea of what you are, oh, this is drag, so you need to be in nightlife, you need to entertain. I said, no, this is not just drag, this is gender nonconformity and my space and my identity and my flexing mm. of uh, my femininity allowed me to bridge the gap to cosmetic into fashion. And as a result, I look at, I love fashion and I love beauty because this was my first real escape as a child to see women like Linda and Christy and Naomi to then mm. fast forward into my thirties. And I'm talking with several of my iconic uh, supermodels and having a lunch with Naomi at one point in my, my life, which I never would have thought, but it happens because of Kim Jones. Uh, and then Amazing. I'm having conversations with Kate Motts again because of Dior and Kim Jones. And then uh, Christy Turnington, Mark Jacobs' wedding. And I thought, these are the women I idolized and I'm getting to meet them. And now Christy Turlington is DMing me. She likes me with this hair. She likes my makeup. How crazy that we're living in a time where the icons that inspired me when I grew up on a farm uh, you know, in California to see these women kind of circle back and give me conversational tones or uh, about beauty. We mm. have to find inspiration. We still have to look at what we've done and the impact of what we've done. And you've had so many profound breakthroughs in your careers working with the most iconic designers. Can you tell me about some of those experiences? Wow, I love listening to you. I could just be like, yeah, I just love listening to you because um, what you're saying now, I'm just going to quickly change the subject. It's like you talking about manifestation, which I love. I think, you know, you're probably growing up, like you said, thinking about those models and getting so inspired by them. And now you're getting to be around them, which is so fascinating. And, you know, even... Me, when I was a child, I remember being so much in my head, in my own head. Yeah. Like, same. just being in my room and just watching. I remember back in the day, there was no, obviously, Instagram. There was no, um, what else? There was basically only fashion people. Can I, can I ask um, you how old you are? I'm 31 now. Okay, I'm 36. But, two more months. So, there's, we're, we're within the same yeah. age gap, so you understand. Before, well, like... The, only thousands, if you um, if you wanted to follow up, up and then what's happening in fashion, you had to watch fashion TV. In yeah. my case, I don't know if you, you had to pay attention. I, you, you had to pay attention. absorb it by swiping. You you had to go okay. find it. You had to buy it. To flip a page. You had to study. Yeah. You had to start. For me, fashion not the obsession of the clothing. I, I love the clothing. But I love the women who told the story of the clothing. Women, yeah. This goes into your work. When somebody breathes life into a, and they become something so much more transcendent, so much bigger than just saying this piece is really breathtaking, but to watch it live, watch it walk that show, watch it in an editorial jump or move. This is where mm. you get to really say, how can I make you, and I, I'm going to, you, you could correct me, but I would say for you, how do I take this human, this person, and make them better, make them move in a way that breathes life? Maybe they can't see it, but I can get them there. It's my job to push them there. And it, when we worked together with Charlotte Tilbury, it was, 
making people realize we are having fun. We need to be breathing life into it. It's expected. But we can have a good time. The camera's here. Do this. Seduce the camera. Give love to the camera because that is the audience. I always treat a camera like it's somebody I know. The mm. camera is my family, my friend, because I know the power of once that content is landed, this is going to move uh, young queer people, uh, dreamers, artists, people obsessed with fashion, changing the mind, other designers that are watching and keeping an eye of, is this person still worthy or can they be, can we see them in fashion at the highest level? Can people see someone like me and say, they, we are willing to try something so bold to utilize talent like myself in a format mm -hmm. where they're so used to using uh, children that were born from maybe a famous person or, or somebody, you know, the family names. Can they try to be so bold? That's why I'm always working to convince people by showing up super professional because there's more at mm -hmm. stake for me. I can't make a mistake. If I don't show up 120%, the risk is I won't work at the, the, the level that I see myself. And I have to convince people repeatedly that what I do is 1,000% of work because there's a sense of being seen as a fixture when you create a persona. But behind persona is a human being, a person, with thoughts and yeah. creativity and emotional depth and range. And for mm. me, working with artists, the reason why we connect is because all of my sensitivity, all of your sensitivity, and probably some of our shortcomings and our human mechanics make it like two magnets or you know, metal and magnet grabbed toward each other. And then we get to talk about our feet, bring us a lot of momentum and joy. Absolutely. I can agree more. Mm. Uh, what I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like, yeah, I just, you know, like, I just, I was just trying to remember days when I was like a teenager and I was just watching like, I was obviously, first of all, I was buying magazines, which you don't really do these days because everything is now on Instagram. You know, obviously, I mean, not, I'm not, I'm, I buy sometimes some magazines, some issues, but I'm saying that not a lot of buying magazines because they prefer to go to Instagram and just see the editorials right there. Grab it, but, save it to their phone. Yeah. Absolutely. But back in the day, you had to buy a magazine if you wanted to see any editorial basically and if you wanted to kind of get to know the model better or see the behind the scenes you had to watch you know so i was always so i remember i was watching a lot joanna shows yes with Dior and his own brown and i was super fascinated by him just watching how he's bringing life you know, on a, like to the runway, like you could yeah. see models playing characters and being something more. You know, yeah. it wasn't just only about the clothes; it was about the energy he was creating. And I remember I was just watching, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is just this is just this world." You know, I was always connected to his brand and himself and the fact that I get to work with him right now is just sometimes because saying what you just said before you, you were just following metaphorically I can't believe even though like yeah. disregarding like, I think we you know we talked about COVID but let's talk about what these things that still are working for us the things that actually give us hope you say this that you looking at fashion TV or finding fashion film or a magazine as a child, seeing things, and, and same for me, I, I saw it only when I went to the salon with my grandmother. My grandmother is Mexican, and she raised me since I was a baby. My grandparents both raised me, both not American, but I was raised in the U.S. And mm -hmm. um, as a result, when I, the world uh, outside fashion, it was outside world. It was over there. I grew up on a farm in a hill in the middle of nowhere, so fashion was very Maybe. far removed from my experience. But thought of the corner of my eye and being a young queer person, I was afraid to grab the magazine and look because I didn't want of you know, my grandparents were really? from different countries, different cultures. My grandfather was Danish. They were not raised in the in the thirties and in the forties, it was not 
who I was was way too out of the box. So if I was grabbing this magazine, it would have been uncomfortable for the people I was growing up with. Of course, adult life, I found ways to kind of communicate to my grandmother, and she sees what I do, which is me, and that's all. But I think in the mm. beginning, in the early days, it was a bit of kind of finding a very gradual ob obsession and keeping it internally. But the the magazines where I first saw, and I, and I would see it, and I would save it, and how do you look like that? And then getting to an industry wow. where you see them first days, and you getting to Regaliano, you're sitting there like, I'm, I'm looking at you. There was a time where I had to see you through a completely different format, but now we're <laughs> with them. I know. Isn't that crazy? What is your best moment in your life? One of the most impactful fashion experiences that really felt was a shift that happened. And I love his shows. So just taking part of this, you know, I was already like, wow. Obviously, I was a model, so my role was completely different. But I remember yeah. doing the rehearsals, and I came to watch it. And I was thinking, oh my god, I'm doing my show. Oh, I need to put my, I need, you know, I need to put my butt into it. Like I need to yeah, make sure yeah. that I look amazing on the runway, you know, like I understand what is this collection about, the music, the pace, I wanted to be really involved. So when I used to be a model, I always wanted to Even when I was like getting booked for any editorials, I was asking my agent to ask the photographer to send any mood boards and the ideas, because I was like, I just don't want anybody just to put like clothes on me and me just be standing there. I wanted to kind of create yeah. any character when I was in the show and so I got so inspired by the music that was playing in the church because it was in this old church in Leicester Square in London and so Sarah the designer completely started like saying like Stop, stop, stop the music. Okay, one more time, stop the music. And obviously all the models were like, okay, what's happening? You know, like everyone a little go, everyone got a little bit like nervous. And she was looking for somebody. You know, she where's this, where's this guy? And she came to me, she grabbed my hand and she said, Thank you so much, thank you so much. And I was pretty shocked. I was like, um, oh, what? You only the you are the only one model who understands what is the show about, the way you move, the way you just present yourself. It's, you know, and I remember she asked me to, to, to walk by yes. myself and, and show the models how it's done. And so nervous. I was dying inside. I was like, I can't do this. They're going to hate me. But then I thought, you know what? Let's just nail it, you know, let's just do it. So that was the first time when I was like, oh my God, it's just so nice to be, you know, um, it's just something. And also, extremely validating. Notice. It's really, you know? it's, your dance background is getting to come through. You're getting to be a, a point of being the professional. And I think in our careers, being able to, sh to say, I'm not just going to give you beauty. Because let's say that in time, everything is so fleeting. We don't have forever. We have a window of that perfect uh, of beauty. And beauty is not finite. It's not defined by youth. But it's oftentimes in fashion, celebrate the most young and the most mm. not seen. Because it's an industry of who is it today. And we always are trying to reinvent and keep it creative. And then they have resurrections. But only uh, to be an icon and to stay there's in the industry this brilliant 30 or 40, 50 years later is very rare. So true icons take a lot of time to develop. But these moments, and I think this is where you get to be the expert with your educational background, having this getting pulled aside to show what else you can do, it gives you such a point of uh, leverage. 
it doesn't mean that you're just uh, to be there because of you, but that you're also getting to contribute your education and this, this magnetism around you, this force. And I will say that in the work that we do collectively, because I like parallel, I like to find the relating factors with who you and with, with anybody I meet, I try to find a way to connect. Even if people can't see visually you know, what you're doing is so different. We all are dream people we know in our industry are dreamers and we we are we create a fantasy and we find ways to tell that story whether it's through editorial runway just sitting quality time with very significant people but at the end mm. of the day yeah they're significant but we are all just people and allowing our inside self to kind of grow minds beyond us as many people as possible um, it, while you were talking about this I was thinking about some of the moments that really started to feel like there was a connection. And of course, the beginning, it was Drag Race and, and going yes. beyond RuPaul's Drag Race. This has become such a cult classic or a phenomenon within the LGBT. Uh, the whole queer family is getting celebrated. Gender nonconformity, trans, uh, it, femme, it's like we are being seen. And I think that queer television and the franchise of RuPaul's Drag Race is so it's really allowing us to be celebrated but what I would like to continue to see is bring it on more is more I'm happy to keep seeing my brothers and sisters in the field continue to, to be seated and shined upon but let's not look at this as trend but let's look at how we can really nurture talent and keep them to higher highs because there's been enough room maybe there's only a few superstars and that's okay I think in all across the field it's there's a lot of brilliant new people, but there's only a few that can transcend past maybe that year that they were seen and they go to the clothing. But then having fire inside of you to be even bigger, even more, that's okay. And I think that's that's our childhood, that's our story to be more, our fight to stay. We don't want to just have thoughts because you thought I looked good this one time. And for me, I feel a sense of conviction to for beauty to stand for a dream, but also to stand for my community. I feel a huge sense of responsibility to be and develop my advocacy for the LGBTQIA plus community. Because I am not just to be cast because I look interesting. Maybe um, the brand says, oh, we need you because we need, need to look. Well, I also need to be compensated as a model because I'm of the model and the makeup artist. I'm curating the look and I'm also directing the conversation around how I deserve to, because I have dedicated 17 years to the work I do. So it's not Amazing. just because there's so much more that goes into it. I wasn't discovered, I, I'm self-created. So it's almost like I'm, I'm, con, I'm con, the dialogue between me and the industry. So in a way, mm. if something doesn't work, I have to stand with, with what, I need versus what they need. You know, it's, it, I think it's learning how to have healthy boundaries in a very, an industry that can make, really pull you in. And if you're not strong, the skin shoot up and completely dissolved at the end up. If you're savvy, mm -hmm. you can have a really significant and brilliant impact. You know? Did you have like a moment after the show? Yes. Did you have a moment out of RuPaul like, yes. when you were like, oh my, God, and more than this, I want to move. I want to do more than this. Of course, did you like come up with a plan? You know, I know. Did you? Yeah. Did you have a plan after the show? Did you? I'm a very intuitive. You, yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah, I'm gonna just tell you. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I just went after the show. You had a moment when you were like, "This is the plan. This is what I'm gonna continue doing." Or you were like, "Okay, what's next?" There's a few steps in like. Like any breakthrough, you do these little things and then big, big, big. And a mm. lot of it was micro kind of evolution. And what it was was drag race, studying and being, I'm like a student to experience. This king, I'm paying attention at what works, what so I can show up and do my job better. And what does my audience, the room, the photographer, the designer, whomever, the stylist, what get from the experience of working with me? Because I want to keep the door open, especially if it's mm. uh, impactful for my existence in fashion. 
So getting on Drag Race, I studied the experience. It wasn't for me. I hate reality television for me. I love watching it when it's somebody else. It's very good at acting or comedy. But for me, I'm very good at image. It's mm. I love editorial. And I love to tell stories through fashion and changing the narrative of what we've seen um, to us by fashion and redirecting it to something different. It makes me feel like we're creating new excitement around something we continue to live with, but also still very beautiful. So what happened was after Drag Race, I, I was a showgirl. I toured on the tours. I produced an album. And then I had a moment where uh, Mew Mew had brought me to Paris. And uh, it was me and Barrel and Sharon Needle. This party, I was meeting Pat McGrath. I'd worked backstage with Pat McGrath before, briefly, before I went to television. I as a yeah. artist, and not mm. in drag. So she didn't know Miss Fame. And then I'm talking with Pat. Oh my God, Miss Fame was on my team. And there was a sense of like, how funny that I'm here and I'm being, I'm being paid to attend this event on behalf of a fragrance launch. I started to see there was a shift for me how I could be influential within the industry, but mm. organically you're in these and people haven't seen you in real, when they do see you in real life, there's a sense of inspiration. I'm talking to Edward and Naomi Campbell for the first time. Uh, I talked and danced with this uh, very nice boy and he ended up introducing me to uh, the creative director of cosmetics. And then I was contracted to be a song of a major cosmetic brand in Walk Can Film Festival done with artists. I started to see the industry opening and I thought, I cannot go back. I can't go backwards. I can't do it differently. I didn't love being a showgirl as much as I loved being amused to fashion and beauty. I have more mm. fun with clothing. I love fashion so much and being in this industry at this, this angle, but also the boy learning how to speak in ways that would help um, keep it interesting so that people don't get tired of saying, well, every time you're always blonde or every time you're always classic or every time it, it had to be more dimensional. So I think over time we've seen an evolution with how brands are looking at, at other diversity. Uh, what is drag? What does it mean to do drag? I mean, anybody can do drag. If you put on fashions or simple clothing, like you dress up, RuPaul says it. Take it in the rest of that's but it's a complete truth. We put on a presentation to walk out into the world. And for me, this is just an extension of myself. And I, I want to continue to see the breakthroughs of all of us. I also mm. love getting to see uh, real stars, like getting to see these small models that we all look at and these designers see their brain working because it makes me think like to be, industry, you're ha you have to use your thinking. You have to go wide and allow it to then be projected mm. beyond. So, yeah, through allowed me being at Mew Mew, going to Cannes, signing with IMG, signing with other moms, and being represented on the women's board and being treated with respect, and also times sometimes not being treated with respect. I learned I had to speak up for myself and advocate for myself above anyone to say. This is how I deserve to be treated. And if it doesn't work, I will away from the relationship because I can't allow myself to be treated this way. But learning to mm. have a narrative with, with fashion. Say, this is my existence. But I also know changing, you know, to maybe I'll just buy a farm and live and I'll be happy with like being simple. And I can create content with people that I love. Everything I do now is with the people that I love. My photographers Amazing. that are my friends, yeah. my friends, uh, keeping in touch, respectful Kim Jones, keeping respect uh, relationships open with Mark Jacobs. Conversation, not just thank you that were an invite or the dress or the bag, but how are you doing? And let's grab a coffee. Connected. I think that Coke taught me how to stay connected in a human way. It keeps me like tethered to people. I think that's very important for us. You know. Mm, mm. I just love listening to you. You're such a good talker. Thank you. <laughs> Got a lot to say. <laughs> to say, yeah. English language. Sometimes I, I get a little bit, um, a little bit stuck in my head. I'm kind of thinking what I need to say next. In translation, yeah. Yeah, but, but I, 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 he does 
the same. Uh, so when you speak multiple languages, you're, you're having to do transition inside to be Yeah, I just, I just want to sound right. I don't want to say like anything. I don't want to say anything that people don't gonna understand. I mean, not gonna understand or feel like uh, I don't just I don't know. Never mind. No, it's but fine. I like it's everything done, you said. Right? Well, thank you. I like everything you said, and I think yes, I'm, I'm, I, I, I relate to that because obviously when I started, I was still um, building my portfolio. I was, you know, getting I, I mean, getting connected to a lot of people just to name out of that. Yeah. And all these years, I just kept. Like a small like group of people I just want to work with because I just want to work with people I like first of all, to respect it by I I feel human with you know I just don't want to I just don't want to go and feel uncomfortable in my skin and feel like I'm doing something only for work or for the money I just don't like the idea of it so I. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I kind of decided to work with people that, that, appreciate. Yeah, they just yeah. human and appreciate. You know, they have appreciation for who I am, and I do too. You know, so, so I think that's very important to to kind of understand and know you. Hello. Okay, oh, I'm here. Hear yeah, now I hear you. Sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt. Okay. Um, no, no, no. You're fine. I, I was just gonna, um, I kind of maybe get to a closing point, asking that I think you would send a question. Uh, wait, I don't hear anymore again. Um, there are some problems with the connections, I guess. Um, wait a second. I'm gonna try and. Um, yeah, I, I have a problem with the, um, with the speakers. Um, this is uh, entirely on me, sorry. Okay. I think my light was really bad, the whole time was getting, the screen was getting dark. Uh, yeah. Uh, Could you see me? I can see you. Pat, can you hear me? Yeah. You can hear me, right? Yeah. I was just saying that my screen was getting really dark and I was a bit paranoid in my head. I was like, oh my god. Like, I can't see myself. Yeah, I mean, you're backlit, but I can see you. Okay, so I connected it again. Um, and yeah, okay. Uh, so, um, I just wanted to... Um, Do that. For, just to know about how, uh, for part, how did you, how did you come up with the, um, with the Margiela walk that became viral when you when you worked uh, with uh, Leon Dame and you know all that that experience. Um, so should I just ask a question? Yes, yes, you can. Oh, I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay, let's do it. And I'm gonna have fun on Zoom. Uh, Pat, tell me, tell me about <laughs> your iconic Margiela walk. This show was more special, was closing. So he was the last one, and um, yeah, he was like, "Okay, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it." And John obviously has so many ideas, and he was like, "Okay, John, gonna close the show. You gotta be powerful, amazing." And and um, I remember Liam came to me the day before the show. We had rehearsals, 
And he was like, okay, let's just do it, you know? So I choreographed it with him. And I was like, I wasn't sure what to think about it. I was super nervous for him, but was so excited. And I remember, I knew, I knew he's going to be incredible. He's going to be amazing. But he was, was just a little bit nervous how people are going to react to it. You know? Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know how it is when you're creating. You, sometimes you get a little bit stressed because you're so passionate about what you're doing. So um, I remember he, he, he did his famous walk. And it was super cool. And after the show, I had the idea that this is going to create such a huge impact. Like people are going to go crazy media about it. I had no idea. I remember waking up the next morning and getting so many messages, so many calls from me. Um, questions to be interviewed about this. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is crazy. And why I thought it was crazy? Because to me, it was a little bit normal, you know, because I've been yeah. brought up watching shows like John Galliano shows, exactly. McQueen shows, when people were doing these things, like they could just be themselves and bring that energy on the runway. And now these days, when you bring in the energy back, it's like, wow, this is They're different. shocked. Yeah, this it's so shocked. Um, yeah, it, 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 like, why, why, why interviewed? Like, why do I have to do this? Because I, I didn't think that, I didn't think that, I don't know how, I don't know if I'm making sense, but, you know, back in the day, People used to used to be so. Um, people used to, you know, create it, and now they really don't. You know, there's not many designers who want to who want to do this. You know, and um, yeah, yeah, John is John, and thing, and he's always giving many ideas, and I'm so thankful. He also giving me that freedom. To, 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 to create, you know? And I think that, that's amazing. That, um, is a, is a, is a, I mean, it's a collaboration, you know, at the end. So um, I don't know what to say. It's always kind of weird to, to talk about my work because yeah. I, I, I just create. I don't talk about it. I just make it, make it happen. And I just, I just leave it to people to, 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 to judge and, and, you know. It's, you know, it, well, the thing about working in a public way, and it is, it's strange because you're doing something that's putting you out there, but then there's this other side of having a sense of autonomy or a sense of um, privacy and that being, being recognized. You know, I take all of this off and people see me in my city where I live or in, you know, New York is fine. People don't care. New York is totally fine. Uh, but different for I often people want to have a conversation or are they be looking at you and you know, know that they don't want to talk with you or take a picture and I mm. I always feel very um, in, I love doing my job and when I'm on I give everything to the work and I'm very personable but I also like to be a bit, I like my privacy I like my human life aside mm. from my work to be very you know, I like mm. to I have to feel like I have to be on and I think for my work I, I do put everything to be on 110 because it's so important to maintain the prestige of the image this is important to me and you know I think with what you're saying around this runway walk and this excitement people have such a short memory for the history that they easily so, yeah. uh, the fact that this is what fashion did and what what the Mandela and the magic of and now what you're seeing these moments where it comes back and it's like brand new again. But maybe we need to be excited and exciting. So this walk, if it makes people talk, then bring it on. Mm. More, more drama, more, more yeah. excitement. You know, I don't want fashion to feel flat. I want it to feel like a place where I Absolutely. Exist. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. As big as possible.
you know? Absolutely, yes. And, and I agree with you. It's, I'm sorry. It's amazing that people obviously were super excited about this. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Questions that, like you said, people were asking me about this. And I, I was just... I was just feeling a little bit uncomfortable because it felt like they never uh, don't really understand what is passion. The passion is about having fun and create. Yeah. And you know, I, like why would I be? Why would I be? Why would I be creating something what I you know can see on the street in daily in, you know on a daily basis? Like yeah. fashion is a world. I'm going into a different world and I'm having fun and I'm playing with this, you know, and I'm. Just kind of sad, you know. Some people, oh, but this is a little bit too much. Why? This is the place to do too much. There's so I'm not doing this on the street in front of my house. And I'll do too much in, in, on the street in front of my house <laughs> because there's <laughs> yes. time. Some days I want to do the most. Some days I, I like to be celebrated and be seen in a powerful way, in a provocative mm. way. Paris, I want to run the streets. I want to be in a car. I want to be seen. And it's the really uh, a moment to do so. Uh, what are you doing to find, uh, you talk about meditation at the beginning and things that bring you peace you did during COVID. Are you finding a sense of gravity, a sense of uh, connection and side of the industry? What makes you feel uh, okay? What makes you feel calm and serene? Yes. Well, I think I don't spend a lot of time with people. I love yeah. spending time with myself. Obviously, I miss people, my effect, but I like to spend a lot of time with myself, I'll talk to myself. So what I do is, you know, I, I, I do a lot of um, sport, I meditate. Um, um, I don't know what, uh, I meditate, I do a lot of sports, uh, books, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Oh my God! Can I say this again? Because I'm trying to think what I want to say, and I don't know what to say. And all right, well, I'm gonna just. I'll, I'll piggyback on what you're saying because I do find it very important, and I and I like. I'm very. Um, isolation is a dangerous word, but I like spending a lot of time by myself. And you know, I'm married and I have two dogs, so I'm spending time at home. But this is my little safety where I can really remove myself from all of the heaviness and the, the intense. Because I think about my work. I wake up and I go to bed always thinking about my work. I thought about Miss Fame. I thought about ways to create, how I can make more impact, where I could do more, what, what could I adjust. And the quietness I get is when I'm sitting with my dogs. Or when I'm going on a walk in, in the forest. And you know, I just moved from New York during um, August to Zurich, Switzerland. So the environment is completely different. It's absolutely simple, but it's very, very tranquil in a way I'd say sterile. It has, it's, it's, it's giving me a chance to really look at my, and what I, what I love about it and what I don't love about it. So maybe I can do it differently. Uh, the beauty is like being able to come and visit my friends and be able to create. And I do think it's very important to, Meditation is very important. I don't always do it, but when I do it, it always brings me such peace because everything we do is so intense. The work is so um, physical. To do something that you, you relate to as well, you give everything of who you are. And at the end of the day, it's good to yeah, be I give it and yeah. moment to plot everything. Absolutely. Because I give. Like, like you said, I no. give so much to other people that I come back home sometimes and I'm super tired. But I work, love to, love to be alone and just be zen. Myself, meditate, do yoga, do sport, eat healthy, you know? And I love to spend a lot of time with my friends. So much involved who are not so much involved in fashion as well, you know? They do fashion, but we don't talk about it. It's so yeah. nice. We can talk about anything else, about, I don't know, the, the stupid things, you know? Yeah. And it's so special because it make, it, it's making me feel more disconnected from my work. 
And I need that sometimes. I need a break. To, to, I need to remember also that I'm not only Pat, who's a movement director, but I'm also Pat, human being, you know, and if I work. So, yeah, it shouldn't always be about this. I mean, luckily, we both are doing something very interesting and we're making impact in our life and, and within fashion. Mm. But at the bigger picture, we are changing the perception of what work looks like. We, we are living our truth. We're living our, our art and creative. But outside of this, we get to spend time with people who, really, uh, who truly understand who we are. And, um, you know, I, I think that we it's find a fine balance and this is something i appreciate with talking with you i also but think, i didn't um, know you i saw you in america i thought you right there yeah, no, I'm, I'm europe now i'm I, i'm transitioning here and it it is challenging to be in switzerland because it's such a um, conservative country that it's not mm. like being in Paris. people and i can connect this and this photographers and, and etc designers it's very quiet so i'm looking Maybe this is what I need right now, but I think we are all trying to understand how to live life with what we need right now. Everyone's trying to figure out what is the best option for us so we can find and find maybe some stability. Yeah. The unstable world. So um, I, I think that this has been a really wonderful conversation that we've been able to embark upon um, our career paths, our breakthroughs. Uh, what we're finding to keep us sane, and also just, I'm really, really grateful that Jay said with Jim oh, I'm so grateful. Yeah, yeah, it was but so amazing. We circle back to this moment together. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was, it was, it was but great, and I would love to, to, I would love up to create more to get the project that we yes. did, and um, I would love us to come up with some idea. Quick, Miss Fame, one hundred percent moving, doing I'm movement. gonna let you do the magic. Yes, let's do it. I love how long, how specifically long my hands. <laughs> how long in Paris? I'm here until uh, Wednesday, and I or I leave on Thursday, but I come back next month. Because I am so, going to be in Paris from the twenty fourth until I think fifteenth. Of March. Okay, well, let's so, uh, let's start to try to create some time for each other, and let's dream. Absolutely. Let's create something that will make people think differently. I would love that. I would love to see you and um, some ideas for our project. The future. Sure. I think that that we had a really great time together, and um, I will say thank you so much for having us and allowing us to have thank this, you, uh, sit and keep me. So. Um, I'm giving you a lot of love from studio here in Paris and a very big kiss. I'm sending, I'm sending a lot of love from the cold London. It's snowing here today and it's minus one. I'm not terrible. Horrible. 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 Terrible. All right, my love. I send you a kiss. Oh, lovely to see you, my love. I know, right? I hate the cold. And thank you, thank lovely you, thank you, too. Thank you for making um, time to see me. Thank you so much for yes. your time. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you both. Thank you all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. If you need anything else, just send me an email and I can do whatever will make it best for you. Okay. Thank you. Oh, okay. thank you so much. You were amazing. Sorry, I'm not the best. I always get so funny with, with interviews. I'm always cut and shy and I don't know what to say. No, but that, that's uh, alright. No never. problem. I'll get, the, I'll get the words right out of your mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> but you're like amazing. You were like nailing it. I'm always like, like silence. Well, you look because good. I talk a lot and, you I, and I like good. to talk. So you're it's a good you battle. <laughs> Sorry? But, uh, okay, do some work. Uh, love you all and thank you again. Thank if you. Need you. Email, okay? Alright. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. 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 <laughs> so you guys gonna edit it? You're gonna yeah. edit it, obviously. I did everything, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, loud not because I always get so nervous when I'm talking like on camera. I feel uncomfortable. But. You shouldn't know because you look amazing and you are clever and amazing. So I don't know why uh, you are good with yourself. <laughs> no, because she's that's her personality.
You know, when you don't speak, like, if English is not your first language, you always kind of, I don't I know, know, like overthinking what you want to say. So, um, obviously, she's such a good speaker, you know, she's amazing, you know, in selling. And I don't, I'm not like that. I'm just doing my work, but I don't talk about it normally. So. I know, I know, but we need to sell you a little bit, you know, you, you need to be like, out there too. Well, could you see me there this time? Because I thought the camera was always dark and I was like... No, no, no. Well, yeah. Not all good. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you much, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Besos. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Don't want to miss an episode of the Oda Podcast? All you have to do is download our app in the Apple Store or visit Oda's Spotify account. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. And don't forget to leave a review and tell your friends about the new Oda podcast.